Hello everyone, welcome to The Flywheel. This is Mike here on The Flywheel. We talk to experts about business, careers, personal development, and growth. And today on the channel, we've got Sondrin, and we're gonna be talking about your personal brand. Uh, welcome to the channel, Sondrin. Maybe you can give yourself a quick introduction. Uh, so my name is Sondrin. I am a accountant turned uh, product marketer, um, primarily working around in marketing for tech, and uh, other things. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad to be here to talk about uh, personal brand and growth. An accountant turned product marketer. We're, we're definitely gonna wanna touch on that a little bit. Um, maybe you wanna give everybody a quick little overview of your career and maybe even talk a little bit about that switch from accounting to product marketing since that probably threw a few people off. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, I started when I was looking to get into school and I was thinking about what is like the right career opportunity for me. And, you know, my parents given me a lot of opportunity, set me up for success. And, you know, one of the biggest things uh, from my dad and my family was they, they've started businesses before and understanding like the financial impact of how to grow and create a successful business was important to me. So I went right into accounting and I thought, you know, at the time accounting, money, learn about the finances and that's the path that I went through. Uh, so I went ahead, I went to Mohawk College, uh, got my diploma there, took that diploma and went to Brock University. Um, Brock University is credited for the accounting program. Um, went into the co-op program there um, and through the co-op and through my work experiences, I worked at the Canada Revenue Agency, worked as a corporate accountant at Wolseley Canada, and also worked at a public accounting firm, Gibwood as Chartered Accountants. So had all these great experiences. And, um, you know, as I was going through that journey, uh, you know, I slowly realized what I actually was passionate about doing. And, and don't get me wrong, um, I love the numbers and I love understanding kind of those metrics and how to grow a business and what's important for a business. But I, I started to realize that, you know, my passion was actually elsewhere and I really like telling stories. So it, I started, uh, I built out my first business called Contrast Detailing, which was tied to my passion of, you know, cars. And I'm a big car person today, and that's my YouTube channel, which I'll talk about as well. Um, so I started that, and I started creating uh, products. I was creating uh, car shampoos and car wheel cleaners, and I was doing all that myself from, you know, the design of the actual bottles and the labels to the naming and the branding, um, even to the manufacturing, like uh, reaching out to sourcing or people that can source me the product. And I was bottling all of this stuff in my house at the time. Um, so I was doing that. It was really great. I was providing services to a bunch of uh, clients, high-end clients that had you know, exotic cars, for example. And then I was also selling these products in store and online. Um, so it was at that point, and I started my YouTube channel, Canadian Rider. I, I was really looking at it and saying, you know what? This is what I really love doing. And yes, I have gotten all this great experience uh, in accounting, it's and I'm going to have a lot of transferable skills, but I shouldn't be scared to actually go and pursue this because, you know, I believe that in order for you to be successful, you have to do what you're passionate about in doing. Uh, so I went over to Microsoft to work on your team, um, which brought me into that ecosystem and environment that I wanted to go ahead and build on. Um, and from there, I realized, you know, marketing for sure. And then more specifically, after working with the product marketing team on some stretch projects there, that this is the direction I wanted to go. And then that journey continued uh, to another B2B tech uh, company called Intellects Technologies um, over to another one and currently to where I am today, uh, director of product marketing for a spend management platform called Airbase and they're based out of San Francisco. So uh, winding journey across, you know, starting as an accountant 
and you know the right opportunities came up that you have to go up to bat for and really try to hit that home run to make sure you capture um, which led me here to today and there's you know there's a lot of things that happened to get me to this point today um, which we can talk about as well I think it's pretty interesting some of the things you've talked about there part of it was your focus on building transferable skills and not sort of closing yourself into a box of my accounting skills can only be used for accounting so transferable skills was a big piece the other piece was obviously figuring out how to brand yourself as not just an accountant and i think if i'm very honest that's sort of what jumped out as to why i made a bet on you to come over to to microsoft so let's let's talk a little bit about some of the different things that you did uh as you were in accounting or while you were in contrast detailing that you think helped sort of build up that repertoire of transferable skills and your personal brand how did you you know start to share or let people know that this was sonrin sonrin was not just an accountant when you start your own business and i tell this to everybody um, you're basically the obviously the ceo and you have to go and learn a whole bunch of things that you've never learned before and you know the one thing that i kind of uh, rely on as my core strength is the ability to go in pick up something and just learn and iterate and learn and continue to get better. Um, I'm a very driven person, uh, very competitive. Uh, so as I got into creating contrast detailing, I was learning a whole bunch of different skills, right? I was learning how to create content. I was learning about how to, you know, co-manufacture all of these things, how to go and talk to the right people to go put the products in online, in store. I was learning about Google SEO, SEM. I was learning all these different things to kind of add to my skill set. Um, and you know, it continued with the YouTube channel, right? How to create video content, how to create um, photos and editing photos and being really good at content creation, understanding how algorithms work, how the YouTube engine works, how Google works. All of these things added to, which was a big gap for me at the time. If I wanna go into marketing, how can I not know any of this stuff, right? So really putting my hands in the dirt and doing the things that you know would make me successful in any type of marketing role going forward. So you know, how do I bring that in? So I, I turned that brand around for myself, right? With my name. So everyone that I knew, knew I was like doing contrast detailing and I started that business and I was driving growth for that business. You know, everyone knew that also I was doing the YouTube channel for Canadian Rider. Um, and I know when, you know, when we talked about the opportunity and, you know, the background's accounting, but then it's flanked by uh, these other things that I'm doing, the business, the YouTube channel. And I think one thing that shows to anybody is that, you know, regardless where you started and you have these great skills and people value those skills because I think financial literacy and those type of financial skills, you think about analysis and marketing, marketing is a lot of it is data analysis, which so I, I brought in as many of those transferable skills that I can, but then also showing the fact that you're willing to learn, you're willing to invest the time, the work, the effort to go ahead and build out your repertoire of skills to be successful in any role. Um, I think that's the crux of, you know, not only making sure that you have a network of people that you have and when the opportunity does present itself that you have to capitalize on that opportunity that's where i think around the personal brand is showing like your evolution right making that clear how you're evolving to fill in gaps in your skill set um is was quite critical uh so far in my success the things you're talking about it's actually about the concept of sort of lifelong learning and not being scared to to do a lot of the things yourself you've had a lot of experiences where you've been strategic 
but you've also done the things. You've lived in the daily elements of this, whether they be through contrast detailing, Canadian Rider, your work at Microsoft, your work as a product marketer, either at Intellex or at Airbase. You've done aspects of strategic, but you've also not been afraid to really dive in and get your hands dirty. Learn things as deep as planning Facebook ads, creating the content in the video, writing some of the copywriting. Over time, you wish to augment some of those things, but you've done it and, and had the first-hand experience, which is super important. And now, when you talk about Sondrin, you're able to talk about the places that you've worked, the roles that you've had, but also the very specific details of the skills and actual items that you've worked on, which is super interesting. What do you consider to be the personal brand of Sondrin? It's really, and you mentioned this, diving into actually understanding how you have to do things for marketing at the execution level, right? So you're building out the ad campaigns. You are building out the copy yourself. You're understanding how to write a great value proposition. You're figuring out how all those pieces interconnect and execute on that. So the only way to actually truly understand and build a good strategy around anything, and they use this term called the T-shaped marketer, you have to be deep on all of these subjects to understand how all of the pieces fit together in a broader strategy. So, you know, around my brand and what I tell people is, uh, you know, through all of my experiences with contrast detailing, with a uh, YouTube channel, Canadian Rider, with my experience at Intellex, my experience at Microsoft, my experience at Cura Systems, even my experience now at Airbase is that, you know, I've gone in the weeds and I've done all these things myself, right? I've done all this. And that's a great thing, by the way, about where I kind of went over to, which is the startup environment. You know, Microsoft, major company, huge organization, and you're focused on, you know, one certain aspect and being really good at that, right? Where, you know, I went to Intellex, 500 uh, headcount organization. Kira Systems, when I joined, was about 120 headcount. And now Airbase, when I joined, is about 100 headcount. All of these companies are super small, agile, and lean. You're having to go not only do the execution, but you have to build the strategy, right? So I can come in and say, you know, I know the strategy around how we should be launching products to market at a broader scale. And I know how that can scale up to a company size that's much bigger than we are today. But I also know and can do the actual execution of that content, which is extremely critical for any growing you know, software company at that stage that's looking for like exponential growth. So if we're thinking about you know, blog content, video creation content, um, you know, marketing collateral, sales enablement collateral, all of these things that you have to build right, with design assets, everything, I have that experience and I've done it, which provides extreme value, right? That's a lot of value there. But then on top of that, the strategic narrative, the strategic thinking, knowing how all these pieces fit into the place so that your organization can actually be successful in where you're going. So that's you know where I've kind of uh, held on to my core as the marketer that's done all of that on the ground, right? And now can actually understand the strategy up top. And I think a lot of people, this is the normal kind of course of how you develop over in your career, right? It sounds familiar. You go do a bunch of those things that you need to get done that's actually on the groundwork, in the ground level. And as you develop and understand things over time, you build up your, your strategic thinking and build up an understanding of what the strategy looks like going forward. Um, and you know what? None of this was easy. It just didn't come just out of nowhere. You have to be, and you mentioned this already, you have to be ready for failure. 
right? Who's to say that uh, you're going to be successful in your first shot? You're not, right? Um, one thing that uh, I look back on of my some of my biggest failures ended up being the best things that happened to me. Like, you know, when I came out of high school, I wanted to go straight to university, to Brock. That didn't happen. You know, some things happened in my personal life where I lost focus. So I couldn't get into university at that time, but that was a wake up call for me. There was one of my first major failures in my life. And, you know, I went to college and it changed my entire focus. Like I was focused on being really amazing at this and bringing myself over to university, which I did. Um, and that was one of my earlier lessons. But, you know, I think everyone needs to understand, you know, life is a long journey. Uh, and in that journey, there's going to be lots of opportunities where you can overcome your failures and learn. Right. And you know, I pride myself on that ability is that, you know, you can knock me down maybe a couple of times, but I'm going to be standing right back up because I have that drive and that willingness to succeed. Yeah, that openness to failure is really important. You know, kudos on an amazing sort of journey of learning and implementation of these skills. You obviously have a very deep passion and understanding for your craft. Um, We've talked a lot about sort of the depth of understanding in your career. We've talked a lot about, you know, all of the skill sets you've built around it. I think one of the things that I know from your time at Intellects and from Kira Systems and, and now from Airbase is also how you as an individual don't just spend your time within the four walls of your organization. And so maybe if you want to share a little bit about how you, for each of those roles or just in general, spend time focusing on how to elevate your brand outside of the company, especially as a product marketer and where you see that fitting in both from an industry perspective and a discipline perspective as people think about building their own personal brand. Yeah, that, that's a great point. So, you know, with all of those uh, roles in my journey from Microsoft, Intellex, Cura, and Airbase, I, I wasn't just doing that at any point in time. It's kind of the same thing. Like when I was in high school, I had two jobs. I was actually working full-time while I was in a full-time semester. So I remember I emailed my professor at the time and said, listen, I'm not coming to any classes, but I am going to be reading everything while I was working at Rogers and Mapleview Mall and taking tests like uh, without going to classes. So that's what I'm doing today, right? I'm involved in, you know, besides the four walls of what I'm doing on my full-time job, uh, I'm involved in the Product Marketing Alliance. I'm an ambassador there. So I frequently speak at keynotes and events, you know, at the time, you know, going to those events, but now virtually. And, you know, I connect with leading product marketers and I have discussions with them on a monthly basis about, you know, what are the things that they're doing? What are, what are the things that they're thinking about to grow their businesses? So outside of the walls of the company that I'm working with, I'm learning, right? Inside of the walls, I'm learning. And I'm also learning these different things by, you know, the YouTube channel and helpers and a whole bunch of different things. And all of these things that I'm learning aid each other, right? I'm learning different things and these different uh, scopes of what I'm doing, and they're all applying to each other because they're all relevant to each other. So I'm accelerating my learning every day by, you know, engaging in other activities that is pushing my skills and pushing my development, which is, uh, that's been really part of my brand as well, right? Is that, is that constant iteration, the constant learning, the constant development, and focusing on continuously trying to be the, you know, one of the best in what I do. And I'm just very competitive like that. Um, but you know what, at the same time, with all of that said, you know, all of these things, I think the major thing uh, that's helped me to get to where I am today, which is doing what I love doing, is my network, right? And without that network of people, not only my family, but my friends who gave me those opportunities, 
um, I wouldn't be here, right? I was an accountant and you came to my door essentially and said, hey, this is an opportunity. And you know, you took a chance on me. Uh, so did a lot of other people in my career, right? And I think you know, my message to anybody uh, that, ha that ends up getting those opportunities is when those chances come at your door, however they get there, uh, you have to do everything you can in your, in your power to capitalize on that. And I think a bunch of big moments for me was, you know, that opportunity that I got from you to go to Microsoft, right? That's a huge one. Or the opportunity Vinay, um, who was my other uh, boss, gave me to go to Intellex. Um, and all of these things have happened throughout my career where, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a great network, be set up by my family, to have those opportunities. And then, you know, it's on me at that point, right? To capture that opportunity. And if there's one thing that I learned, over my time from schooling and you know, with my professional life is that if you put in the effort, right? And if you constantly put in the drive to succeed and you do the absolute best that you can, you're gonna get there one way or another. Because remember, even if you fail the first time, you're gonna try again. And even if you fail the second time, you're gonna try again until you actually succeed. So don't be scared of failure at the end of that, right? That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing that I've learned is, you know, failure is just, just an obstacle for your success and you're going to overcome the obstacles. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You touched on the importance of spanning outside of your four walls and participating in forums, whether they be industry or related to, you know, maybe your career or profession and how that network of people plays an important role in sort of your learning and also shaping sort of the brand of you beyond just those four walls and how you implement that back to the work that you're doing. Um, the other piece you talked about was, and I think this is super important, the betting on people, not just resumes. And so you talked a lot about your skill sets beyond sort of just the places you were uh, at and how, you know, even myself looked at that and made a bet on you and the importance sometimes of betting on people that you know are going to come in and give it their all and really learn. Um, they might not have to have every checkbox to something. Me and I know many others have been super, super strong advocates around betting on people because at the end of the day, all of the things that we do, the things that we work on have people at the core. Those people need to be able to connect with each other and they need to be able to adopt, develop, learn and change because the reality is everything around us is moving so fast. The skills you had a month ago are going to be outdated within the next 30 days. And so you need to have a different approach to how you work uh, and need the right types of people. I just have to say, I think that's such an excellent point is that people aspect. Things change all the time. We're all smart, right? We can all learn, but it's about looking and identifying the people with that drive and that urge and want to learn, that desire to learn and grow. Um, you obviously saw that, right, as an opportunity for me. Vinay saw that as an opportunity. Um, and I think that is something that I look for when I'm hiring people, is that same drive, that tenacity, that desire to learn. Because um, I think that can overcome everything, right? We just talked about how that is such an important aspect of people, how they face conflict and how they face obstacles, right? Do they have that desire to overcome that obstacle? Do they have that desire to learn? I think a big part of it is looking at the people aspect and seeing that. And, you know, as I tie it to the brand of, you know, the brand I built around myself is showing that I'm working on these other things, right, in my resume to augment my skills. And that helps an employer see that, right? 
how are how else are you going to know that somebody has those people skills if all they see is a resume come up, right? You can't have this conversation with them in the application process. You know, maybe you reach out to them on LinkedIn or something, and that's probably a great idea. But the reality is a lot of time they look at this resume, great. If they just see you're working on this one thing and that's your full-time job and you're not doing anything else, how else are they supposed to know that you're looking to continuously evolve and you know add to your skill set and become better? Right. And I think doing these other things with professional associations or other side gigs is a great way to like show that. One thing that I've always been kind of coached is figure out what your superpower is and double down on it because it's really where you're going to, you know, create the magic for the things you work on. In your mind, through all of the things you've sort of learned about, you know, the work you do and about yourself, what would you say is your superpower? Ooh, that's a tough question. So um, so product marketing requires a lot of different skills and, and that's why I really enjoy it. You have to think about uh, your tactics and your strategy at a very strategic level. You need to work with a whole bunch of different stakeholders. It's not like you are just focused on your one thing and you don't have to interact with anyone, right? I'm working with the product team, an entire product team that's working to build out product. I'm liaising with our customer success team. I'm also working with the marketing team. So I'm, I'm bringing all these people together, right, to make a successful product launch or bring markets uh, or bring products out to market successfully. Um, at the same time, you need to have great writing skills. You need to be able to, you know, know what the value is of the product. You need to deeply understand the customer and you need to connect those two things. Um, you're doing all of these different things. And at the same time, depending on the, the company size that you're at, you also need to be a self-starter and a doer, right? Not just thinking about the strategy, but executing on all of these different things because that's what's required. With all that said, I would say my superpower is the coordination. I, I like to view myself as, and maybe, maybe I view myself as this because I wasn't this in high school, as the quarterback on the football team, right? You know, all these pieces are there, right? We have the wide receiver, you have your front line, you have all these different pieces and everyone's great at their individual jobs. And I'm just trying to coordinate everybody to run, basically run a great play to go ahead and the defense is the market and go ahead and penetrate the market and get everybody coordinated to hit a touchdown. So that's what I like to use the analogy of for my role in product marketing. Um, and I think that's just relevant to that size of product marketing. So product marketing looks very different versus you know, a Salesforce or a Microsoft, what product marketing is, and then a startup environment where you have 100 people and that type of product marketing. So I think collaboration and quarterbacking is probably my superpower. For what it's worth, the other thing I would probably share back with you is, is agility. I think from the outside in, looking at sort of the things that you're excellent at, it's your ability to be super agile and flexible, to learn more, um, to work fast or work slow. So agility is another thing I would make sure you add to that list of, of things that you would consider your superpower. What are some things you found most effective or most useful, sort of like the tips of engaging with communities as part of your career that you think should be shared out? You know, going and being a part of a community like I think about what am I trying to get out of it, right? When I joined Product Marketing Alliance, I joined with a reason, right? I am stuck in my silos, right? So some people have just one silo, which is their nine to five. And I may have three different silos, but I just want to continuously learn more, right? Learn how does, you know, the craft look like in different organizations, in different industries. Um, maybe it's done in different ways. And 
part of what I get value out of my community is, and being a part of it, is understanding how others deal with different problems in different industries. Not only is this going to allow me to grow and think of new things and how to apply them in my current role, but also it's going to prepare me for a future, right? Where you know I may be going into different challenges or different markets and doing different things, and now I have different perspectives from other great leaders doing the same thing that I'm doing and how they're approaching things. So in terms of like what I try to do for my community is not only receive all of this, but I also try to give back. And a lot of the times when I'm talking about my experiences, a lot of people learn so much because they, they may be at a much bigger company. They may be product marketers there and they're looking to come down market to a smaller company that's a high growth tech startup. And they want to know how that actually works and how does that actually look every day. Um, and if I can provide that value and explain to them my experiences on what is success here, how I have to operate, then I'm giving value back to the same people in the community that are looking to grow themselves. So it's basically everyone's really helping themselves out here by learning, growing, and developing. And you know, part of what I take joy in is learning, and part of the other part I like taking joy in is also educating others. Right. That's part of why I started Canadian Rider. Right. I was doing videos on how to polish cars and how to properly clean your motorcycle and how to properly wax your cars and all of these different things. And, you know, if I know something very deeply, I'm happy to share my knowledge. And that's part of what I'm doing with Product Marketing Alliance is what I'm doing with Canadian Rider. Um, and that's just like what I like doing in general. It's even what we're doing here today. Um, so I think, you know, that's super awesome. Um, on all of the different aspects of where and how you've engaged. But the major takeaway for me is when you engage with communities to make sure that it's a two-way relationship. What are you looking to get out of these communities and being super open and authentic about that? But the other is, how can you contribute? You may not necessarily be the expert, but there's definitely things that your presence there can lend as a contribution back to those communities. And that's really the importance of bringing the people together. Um, now, I want to sort of circle back to make sure that we give the viewers some tips. Um, so when you think about your entire journey around your personal brand development, knowing it's not done yet, but what would you say are some of the key takeaways or advice you would give to people who are just sort of starting out on that journey or figuring out how to frame up their own personal brand? Yeah, so I think tip one, you mentioned if they're looking to build out their journey and maybe they're looking to go into adjacent industries or you know different roles, I would say go and start learning about it yourself, right? The internet is a powerful tool and a lot of information is just found on the internet. So do some work. If you want to go into sales, if you wanna go into marketing and you're looking to do a pivot, Go and be self-taught. Go and do some of those things yourself, right? You don't necessarily need to go and get a course or a program, but a lot of the things that you can do is you can go and dabble with this stuff yourself and learn and try to take what you're learning and package that up like in your resume if you're applying for a job or something and show that, hey, you're doing something here. It may be small, but you're applying what you're learning and showing how that fits to the job description, right? So it shows that, hey, you're, you're actively on top of whatever you're doing currently today, working on building your skill sets out, right? So you can go ahead and do that pivot. I think maybe that's tip number one around that. Tip number two is, you know, and I said this again, like don't be scared of failure, right? A lot of people that I talk to, you know, they do something and it could be like, it could be a 
big project. It maybe takes three months. It maybe, you know, it's maybe not just a small thing, but it took a long time and then there's failure and then they just kind of give up, right? The big thing I have to tell everyone about that is life is a long journey, right? The three months that you work for, the six months that you work for, whatever it is, sit back, evaluate what happened, right? And then go ahead and start up again. Like you have to do that. You have to continuously start up again. You have to be driven. And I think that's the number two tip is just making sure that you're not scared of failure and look at failure as an obstacle that you're going to overcome to your success. So that would be tip number two. Uh, let me think about tip number three. Tip number three in this case would be around engagement in your community. So, you know, in this case here, product marketing is the direction that I want to go. Now, if you are looking to go into a different direction, you can get into a community where maybe you don't have that knowledge and skills, but you can connect with people to go and learn. I can't tell you the amount of people that have personally reached out to me that are in adjacent roles that want to go into product marketing that have said, hey, can you chat for 30 minutes? Do you, do you mind if we just get a virtual coffee or go meet up and just talk about this? And a lot of the times you're going to notice a lot of people are happy to do that, right? I'm happy to do that, to take that time to go ahead and help somebody and understand how a pivot in their career might affect them. So don't be scared to do that. Engage with your community and just know most people's hearts are in a good place and that most people are willing to help you. Um, but just come in there and just know that you know, part of that journey and part of what you're going to do in a community, you should be thinking about it two ways, right? You're, you want to take uh, value, but you also want to give value back. So that would be my tip around community. Uh, tip number four is really around kind of what I've personally seen this day and age and how people present themselves. I think in the past, and again, this is just based on my experience. I think in the past, your resume was your brand, right? And in a market where you know, how many people apply for a job nowadays? So you look at a job posting, there's like four or 500 people, maybe even thousands of people that apply for a role. You know, how do you stand out? And I think what you have to do is your profile online needs to be very clear and needs to represent your brand as best as it can, right? So, you know, I on my LinkedIn profile, for example, I treat that as my living, breathing resume of what I do every day, right? So that way, in, in a world where you know opportunities can come from left, right, or center, just like the opportunity came with you for Microsoft, like you're ready and you have everything positioned in a way that it shows any potential employer, this is all the stuff that you're working on and they can see your personal brand, they see your development, they see all of these things you're doing. The one real risk, and honestly, it would be really sad that you're doing all of these amazing things that could be beneficial for someone that's looking to hire you, but they don't see it on your profile. They don't see it on your resume. Um, and that would be a huge missed opportunity. So my tip four here is just make sure everything that you're doing that's aiding to your professional career is clearly shown on your resume, on your LinkedIn profile, whatever it may be, so that people understand that you're building these skills and you have these skills. What's the point of having all these skills? Well, there is a point, but if you're looking to get a job, What's the point of having all these skills if they're not there for the recruiter or for the company to actually see that you're doing these things? And I actually see this a lot. A lot of people don't keep these things up to date. I personally uh, try to update my profile once a month, right? Once a month, I go back and say, you know, have I learned anything new? Am I a part of anything new? Let me update that, right? And keep it up in real time. That would be tip number four. Um, and finally, tip number five around personal brand is you know, always think about when you're developing your brand, understand the direction that you want to go. So for me, 
you know, I was an accountant turned product marketer. And I realized at that point, this is what I love doing, right? This is the direction I want to go. So part of, you know, marketing in general, when you're trying to apply for a job, when you're putting your resume out there, you are marketing yourself. You are the asset. You are that product that you want to go ahead and make sure it's crafted so beautifully. And why do we buy things, Mike? Why, why would I buy this beautiful wooden desk? Why would I buy maybe an antique or whatever it is? People buy things because of stories, right? How, how many things are bought around the world because it has an amazing story behind it? And how much value does that have? So think about when you're building your brand, that there's a compelling story, a differentiated, compelling story about who you are, the direction you want to go, because that is what's going to sell you to an employer is that story. Just like marketing a product, you're just marketing yourself. Amazing advice. I think those are a great top five tips that people can take away. Super consumable. Um, as we wrap up, are there any sort of parting words that you would have for the audience who might be starting their own journey around personal brand? Yeah. So parting words would be everyone's journey is different, right? Everyone's journey is completely different. Uh, it could happen. You know, you may be saying to yourself, well, I haven't gotten that opportunity yet. You know, that opportunity hasn't shown up for me to capitalize yet. And I, I think the biggest thing to say about that is just continue down the path that you know where you want to go. And as these obstacles come up, you need to make sure you're prepared to overcome them. Everyone's path is different. My path happened to be the way it is because of honestly, my family and my network that set me up and gave me the opportunity to capitalize on success. And I made sure, and you know this, Mike, too. When I came into these roles and people take a bet on me, I'm so I'm actually not working for the company. I'm working to, you know, live up to that expectation and that trust that you put in me to take that bet, right? So every day that I personally came to work, I said, you know, I'm going to go 150% over because this individual took a bet on me. They didn't have to. They put their head out for me and they took a bet. So I wanted to go and go ahead and overachieve for them. So everyone's path is different. Your path is different. My path is different. Don't compare yourself to anybody else, right? Just keep doing what you're doing. Have that drive to continue to succeed. Don't compare yourself to anybody. And you're going to get there. One way or another, you're going to get there eventually. Um, just keep it up. Keep a, you know, your head up when things go down. And then when things are really good, make sure you're grounded and you respect and understand that you have it really good, right? And be grateful for what you have. Like I can tell you, I'm very grateful for what I have and what I've accomplished so far. But at the same time, that doesn't stop me from wanting more, right? Just always just be grateful for what you have and realize that you can't compare yourself to anyone and everyone's got their own different story. Amazing. Thanks again, Sondra. And this has been an amazing discussion. Um, again, for our viewers, if you're interested, The Flywheel, we post content regularly where we talk to experts about careers, growth, personal development, and business. If you like this type of content, make sure to hit subscribe below. If you enjoyed this video or have suggestions of other things that you'd like to see, make sure to leave them in the comments section. And what we'll be doing is also making sure that we link Sondran's Canadian Rider page in case you're interested to learn a little bit more about what he does as part of his personal brand beyond his time at Airbase. Um, again, thank you for coming on the show, Sondran. Uh, again, viewers, thank you for tuning in. Again, make sure to hit subscribe and thank you and see you on the next episode.